Happy Sunday, May 16th of 2021. Welcome to the Daily Podcast Practice Show. We're at practice day number 85, and I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, getting in my podcast practicing groove because I'm a groovy kind of guy. Here is a question for you. How long can you survive in space without a spacesuit? <laughs> is that random enough for you? I know you've been wondering about it, right? Probably top of mind. I did wonder about that when I was a lot younger. Not so much these days, but I found an article, and so I'm, I'm going with it. I did a little research, and I found the article posted to Yahoo News, but it was written for Business Insider. Written by Rob Ludeker and David Anderson. Posted May 13th of this year at 3.10 p.m., if you're keeping track of that at home. What would happen if you went to space without a spacesuit? <laughs> Whatever you do, don't hold your breath. The vacuum of space will pull the air from your body. So if there's air left in your lungs, they will rupture. Okay, that's good news number one. Oxygen in the rest of your body will also expand. You'll balloon up to twice your normal size, but you won't explode because your skin is elastic enough to hold you together. Any exposed liquid on your body will begin to vaporize, so the surfaces of your tongue and eyes will boil. Without air in your lungs, blood will stop sending oxygen to your brain, so you'll pass out after about 15 seconds. That's going to be a long 15 seconds. 90 seconds after exposure, you'll die from asphyxiation. It's also very cold in space, so you'll eventually freeze solid. Depending on where you are in space, this could take 12 to 26 hours, but if you're close to a star, you'll be burnt to a crisp instead. Either way, your body will remain that way for a long time. Your gut bacteria will start to eat you from the inside out, but not for long, so you'll decompose very slowly. You could be floating in space unchanged for millions of years. Who knows, maybe an advanced alien race will discover you. <laughs> what a cheery thought for today. All right, I have better news. Dichlorodiphenyl trichloroethane was banned in 1972 because the eagles were becoming extinct, right? That's right. This fancy name is DDT, banned in 1972. And guess what? Banning it worked. This article from the Wall Street Journal tells us that the eagles are coming back, and that's not always good news. Bald eagles are back, and they want to eat your pets. This is by Jen Murphy, posted May 14th of 2021 at 11.19 p.m. If you're keeping track at home, it's a long article. Let's start. The bald eagle population has made a remarkable comeback, but the majestic symbol of American pride is turning out to be a nuisance, especially in Canada. Flocks have been spotted along highways in the Pacific Northwest, feasting in a landfill in Vancouver. Earlier this year, a ravenous raptor stalked and killed a seagull in front of shocked onlookers at a busy Vancouver golf course. The eagle has an 8-foot wingspan and a distinctive snowy white head. America's national emblem conjures feelings of patriotism and reverence. You're an all every time you see one, says Janine Pesky, who... Re oh who recently moved from New Jersey. No, she would say, You're in awe every time you see one, says Janine Pesky, who recently moved from New Jersey to British Columbia and now sees the raptors almost daily. Their physicality and presence is so profound, you feel a need to pay homage to them. But Mrs. Pesky, who owns a consulting agency, has had to explain some National Geographic-worthy encounters to her five-year-old 
daughter. It wasn't long ago that bird watchers considered the odds of a bald eagle sighting just this side of a unicorn sighting. Through conservation efforts and the banning of chemicals like DDT, the population recovered to numbers that warranted the bird's removal from the endangered species list in 2007. Recent report from the United States Fish and Wildlife Department found that the numbers have quadrupled to more than 316,000 in, two, in 2019 from 72,000 in 2009. Those numbers reflect populations only in the lower 48, notes Miles Lamont, the biologist with the Hancock Wildlife Foundation, a nonprofit in Surrey, British Columbia, that promotes the conservation of wildlife, particularly the bald eagle and its habitat. Quote, if you factor in the populations in Alaska and Canada, you add at least another 150,000 or more birds, unquote. The spike in numbers has prompted joy among animal lovers and anxiety among others, particularly owners of small pets. <laughs> owners of small pets have outfitted little dogs and cats in spiked collars and armor-like vests to keep them from becoming bird food. Quote, eagles are strong enough to carry a 12-pound salmon, so a 4-pound dog is nothing, says Mark Robokoff, owner of AK Bark Pet Shop in Anchorage. His shop sells Coyote Vest, a protective jacket covered in Kevlar and spikes intended to protect small pets from coyotes. Mr. Robokoff immediately recognized its potential in a state with an estimated 30,000 bald eagles. The vest is topped with bright red nylon whiskers that he says scare off the birds from above. Tony Abram, a Nelson, British Columbia-based trip planner with active travel company Butterfield & Robinson, has had to worry about bald eagles stalking his lambs and his daughter's chickens. We lost one chicken to an eagle last year, he says. I string flags overhead to create an obstacle. It gives the chickens more time to take cover, unquote. The birds can also make quite a mess. Maureen Gordon, manager of Maple Leaf Adventures, an, an eco-tour company that runs trips in Alaska and British Columbia, says bald eagles love to perch in the masts of her company's schooner. Quote, Guests marvel, and the birds are stunning, but they're also quite a hazard for our deck and sometimes our client, she says. As soon as the birds fly, watch out below because they poop. <laughs> Unquote. Bald eagles aren't the only birds of prey best admired from a distance. Cinda Mickholz recently had around 15 endangered California condors trash the back deck of her Tehachapi, Tehachapi California home. I'm 68 and barely 5 foot 3, and those birds are enormous, she says. At first I was scared, but then I saw that they had pecked apart the cover of my hot tub. And I got mad. I started waving my cane and yelling, The party's over! until they flew away. Mrs. Mickles said she has no idea why the condors prefer her deck, but they come like clockwork at 6.30 every afternoon. Quote, I joke that it's cocktail hour, she says. Their poop stains the deck and I worry their talons have punctured my roof, but I can't get mad because they need protection. And I've started to think of them as angels watching over me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those are ugly birds, and to think of them as angels just does not, it doesn't sit well with me. But good, you've, you've made your peace. Good for you. She's reached out to authorities and researchers to try to learn more about the birds so she can live alongside them. I was told it's okay to spray them with water, she says. 
Mrs. Pesky in Vancouver says that while the Bald Eagles have provided her with a movie theater's worth of entertainment in her backyard, they've also supplied her family with an education about the less glamorous side of the magnificent bird. Quote, it's like watching the cycle of life happen, she says, and my takeaway is that I would not want to come back as an eagle. They may be at the top of the food chain, but they get no peace being followed around all day by seagulls and crows chasing their scraps. So the story of the Eagles is having a happy ending. We banned DDT. We did something right. The world didn't close down because of it. And the Eagles are Eagles are doing okay. Here in Georgia, we have bald eagles in Georgia. In fact, we have several nests in Georgia that have live streaming cameras. The one that comes to mind is the one for Berry College in Rome, Georgia. And I always enjoy watching that. I also enjoy the ones not in Georgia. There's several up in British Columbia and in Portland and maybe there's one around Seattle or an island off Seattle and the scenery is very nice out there and of course you have sound along with the video and you often get the sound of just the woods, the forest and the ocean and it's nice to just turn on and and have have on his background stuff while I'm working. That will do it for our show today, folks. Thank you very much for stopping by. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.